Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some topics or shows to discuss from whatever much we like discussing that week. Mostly stick to pro, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspie, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is episode 49 and we'll be discussing the two Dragon Gate shows from this past week, including the Cork and Hall show and their uh, final big show of the year, Final Gate 2020, and we will be... Uh, do a little moratorium for the fiend. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Shut up. Little, little, oh my god. <laughs> I saw someone complaining on Twitter that it didn't look realistic enough. I was like, what, did you want the actual man set on fire? Yes. Well, he. Well, I mean, he was. That was, that was the fiend. He's dead. He's gone forever. God, I hope he shows up on Raw tonight. <laughs> Dude, I would fucking laugh my ass off if he does. I'm gonna... <laughs> but anyway, before we even talk about any wrestling, anything else you've been up to, really, uh... Uh, I'm legit trying to think. I don't think I've really been doing anything different. <laughs> you didn't play any Yakuza this week, did you? No, no, not this week. Yeah. I've been kind of taking, like, a backseat to gaming for now. Just, I guess I'm just kind of waiting to get to holiday break so I have more time to do it. Yeah, I know we've both been slacking on Genshin. I think I played a little more than you, but even then, I'm still slacking. I'm kind of just waiting for the new update, which is, like, I this think that's what week. I'm doing, yeah. It should be, I believe, the 23rd. It's so on, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday? At least on PC where I'm playing it, you can actually preload the shit. Yeah. Even though it's I fucking can. seven gigs. I'm like, that. These, up, really, these updates are ridiculous. Yeah, these big. updates are killer. I'm like, you know, there are some mobile games, but they're legit just mobile mobile. But most of their updates are at least, like, less than two gigs. So. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Especially, like, if, you, if you're actually playing this mobile, I don't know how you're handling this. <sighs> I don't care how much phone, like, storage you have. Good fucking luck. And yeah, I don't know how anyone could play the, that game on mobile. I don't know. I need, like, for me, I need controller since I don't play on PC. I know, you know, you use PC, so. Whatever. I can't play on a controller anymore. I'm so used to playing on keyboard. But... PC Master <laughs> But no, this um, new update actually looks pretty good. Has some. I'm really excited for Ganyun to play with her a little bit. Are and you really Albedo. excited? Albedo you... kind of looks interesting, but it's just the one problem I have is they're including, like, Basically, the one reason I quit fucking playing yeah, Breath of the Wild is that like say. freezing to death for no reason if you don't use items and shit. And like, I'm scared to do these summons though because I don't but, want these other four stars because I'm just gonna get pissed off. Yeah, that's a problem. All the banners seem like at least according to leaks they suck. Other than the people you're actually trying to go for, but we'll see. Other than that, I'm still playing WoW. I leveled up a new character to level 60, so I'm playing around with that. Uh, messing around with the druid, so probably doing that right as soon as i'm done recording play a little more of that but i haven't done that uh not much anime really it's still uh higurashi akadama drive that's i, I see thing that's over but no there's like no, one more episode one more left episode, yeah but not a whole lot of different things with anime just trying to finish out the season and hopefully get excited for next season but not a whole lot i know there's more for you than there is for me well it's really just uh yeah it's just a promise neverland for me right now at least there's I think there's something else, but I don't remember what it is. I'm really excited for Dr. Stone Season 2 to come out, so there's uh, something at yeah. least for me, but for the most part, a lot of the new newer shows I'm not really that excited for, no, but... nothing's really caught my attention. Yeah, we'll see. I might be like, this season, just pick some random shit and see if I like it, and if I dro- don't like it, I'll drop in like two or three episodes. But other than that, uh, we actually did watch a whole lot of wrestling this week, despite only t- going to be talking about two shows this week. Uh, weekly shit, we watched Impact... Because we had nothing else to watch. I legit don't remember what the fuck happened. I don't know. Like it was, it was fine. Like, it was better. It was, I wasn't as bored as the previous week, so that's good at least. And basically, every match had interference win it, which I saw a lot of people complain on Twitter about. Which I, I don't care. care. I didn't care that much about it. Then bringing back fucking Ethan Page and his little Karate Man gimmick is fucking that was hilarious. Funny shit. It just makes Impact look even more fucking minor league. No, they're prepping him for the fade. So yeah, I'll say if they want to bury him before on his way out, sure. But um. At least it seems like they're setting up Doring versus Cousin Jake, so if that happens, that should I'm, be, that should be really good like, if it happens, but we'll see. Uh, AEW, uh, Pat came back, so that was a great episode of Dynamite. Yes, it's always good. We saw him tw- twice? Yeah, twice. Yeah, because we, yeah, we saw him at the end, and yeah. But yeah, so yeah, regardless of everything else that happened, that was a great episode, <laughs> just because Pat was there. But uh, no, it started off with like Hangman and the Beaver Boys. That was a pretty good match overall. I really liked Hangman and the Beaver Boys' entrance with Ooh. their the tiny <laughs> cowboy hats that, that ruled, and... I saw someone calling them, like, the good, the bad, and the hungry, so that was pretty funny. Oh, my God. But uh, Cody and Brandy are having a kid, so congrats, I Our guess. new dog is cute. They're already selling merch for the kid on fucking pro wrestling tees, because... Oh, God, is this a Becky kind of situation again, when they already put up, like, 
whatever the shirt says, the baby, the whatever the fuck. Well, at least, like, Becky's shit was mostly for her. It's just, like, the mom instead of the man. But It's still weird. But Cody, it's like, they legit weird. had, like, baby merch for their kid already. So, I mean, they're fucking carny, so what do you expect? But uh, Wrestling's ki- weird. Yeah. You know, uh, Frankie Kazarian rapping was kind of funny, at least. But no. the other guys rapping some, like, misogynistic shit was not that good. No. We'll see what happens with them, but I know that that just was not a good look for them. Even though I know they're heels, whatever, it's, it's still stupid. Uh, I don't, yeah, if you have to turn to that kind of heat, it's not, it's not good heat. They called the Bucks cucks, though, so that was kind of funny. I don't even remember that. I tuned out. I was like, I'm done. Uh, FTR yelled a lot, and I don't know what they were even talking about. I, I think it's something about the Lucha guy, Lucha, not Lucha yell- Express. I keep saying Jungle Lucha Ex- Jungle Express. Express. I always fuck that up for some reason. But, yeah, I think they're feuding with them now or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They were talking about something, and I was like, I don't really care. That That's main cool. event was fucking dog shit with Janela and Kenny. That was... Oh, my God. God. And then, that should not even went as long as it did. It didn't even go that fucking long. And it had fucking, like, mid-match promos from fucking Kenny and Callis for some reason. Literally like Literally trying to be Roman here. Like, it was literally like, the same no. shit as Roman and Jimmy or which, which so was it? Jay. Jay. Like, it was the same ass shit, same shit. So, but I saw people praising this, so I don't know. Because uh, you know why. I don't know. But, uh... Either way, um, after the match had or after the match had uh, Pat come out to set up Phoenix and Kenny since that never happened in the Eliminator tournament, so works out. Hopefully, it's a good match. More of a setup for Pat and Kenny, I hope at least, because Pat is the smart guy. It's like, oh yeah, I'll let my buddy soften him up first, and then I'll take my shot at him. Okay. Uh, I watched a little bit other stuff, like I watched Big Japan from uh, December 11th. I only watched two matches. The semi main was a good six man tag death match with uh, Yuka Miyamoto, Isami Kodaka, and Drew Parker defeating uh, Minoru Fujita, Jaki Numazawa, and Masaya Takahashi. And I just really love Drew going full pink now. I love it. He's really put on some size too since coming to Big Japan. Like he's still on the smaller side anyway, but he doesn't look out of place anymore compared to like the rest of the he guys. He definitely has a bit more bulk than he uh, he used to, like you said uh, before he uh, came in. And I was really happy he got the pin in this match too, but. Uh, and then the main event was pretty solid with Takumitsu Komodo defeating Yuki Ishikawa. Ishikawa is definitely a guy to watch, a future great deathmatch wrestler, but I don't have much hope for him considering it's Big Japan and they don't really take care of well their, their youth that well, especially in the deathmatch division. But hopefully they do good by my boy Yuki because he can live up to my expectations because he's been really good so far. I watched that uh, great exhi- exhibition match that I mentioned last week between uh, Kasayashi and Daisuke Sakamoto uh, defeating Soma Watanabe and Takanori Ito in a uh, Good little match. Uh, great showcase for the guys, I thought, the young guys. They lost, but that's fine. I don't really care if they lose that much in these random exhibition matches. It's just when it becomes a consistent thing once the promotion starts, they start losing all the time. That's be something I'm a little bit worried about, but uh, I thought they both look great in this match anyway. Watch a little bit of 2AW. I watched the 2AW Freedoms crossover show from uh, December 13th. I only watched... Uh, Junkasai versus Tatsuya Hanami, but it was pretty rad. Uh, keep your eyes on Hanami, as I've been saying pretty much every time I mention him on the pod. He's going to be something if this keeps up, and I thought it was a really good match. Uh, and then I watched the uh, 2AW show from uh, November 22nd, and I only watched the main event. But it was a great title defense for Yoshida, defending against his former tag partner, Technikai. And uh, I definitely recommend checking that out if you have the time, too. I think it's, I forget where it aired, honestly. I think it was on Nico Pro, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Uh, watched Vamo Star... At least one of the more recent ones. It had a good shit in the main event from uh, Kojidoi and Yuji Hino. Like, it's not going to sniff any match of the year list, but uh, most people will ignore it because it's Vamastar. But, uh, and plus, at the end of the year, not a whole lot of people are watching wrestling right now. I deserve to get a break because I know we're happy to have a break here soon. But I thought it was really fucking good. Almost great. Like, these two fucking killed each other. Doi's chest was so red by the end of it. Like, it was disgusting. <laughs> I love that match. And finally, though. One more show we can talk about, uh, ROH Final Battle. We both watched this one, at least. Uh, not a whole lot worth that on the show, to be honest. Like, no, it's pretty fucking boring. Yeah, you know, like, the four-way match was there, nothing special, and... It, the rule, the lucha rules were very odd, yeah. I did not know that they were gonna do lucha rules, so it ended up kind of being, like, a tag match, if yeah. you know anything about lucha rules, but, and, yeah. And I know ROH commentary isn't the best, but Castle being on commentary was fucking terrible. He was so bad at it. Uh, Pure Rules tag match was well booked, if only passable in the ring, until like the finish where Hot Sauce's feet were on the rope for the tap and clear view so of the ref. Weird. Like it was such a stupid finish. Like I get it, they're a heel or he's a heel in Foundation, but come on, man. Uh, tag title match happened. Kingdom Tag sucked ass. Like that was so terrible. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was hoping for more from the Deppin and Lee match, but 
I got really bored and it's just stopped paying attention. And, like maybe it ended up being good, but I just was so bored watching it. I think it just, I thought the match itself was actually probably one of the better ones, but I think it's just because everything else was so freaking bland and boring that it was easy to kind of get bored with that one. Yeah. And then uh, had a Briscoe-Shane Taylor match care. for some reason. We don't care. I hate watching the Briscoes. I don't fucking care. And I fell asleep during Flipping Gresham. Yep. And I'm glad I did because... That shit, 25, almost 25 fucking minutes. Who the fuck wants to watch Flip fucking Gordon wrestle or do anything, really? Oh, we you know, it's, of course, it's them too. So everyone's saying it was really good. I mean, maybe it was, but I'm not going to go back and care. watch it. I'm not watching some fucking... No, I ain't watching that weirdo. And uh, Roosh retained against Brody King. I heard that was good, though. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I'm, like, I'm not entirely surprised, but it kind of seemed like a good way to get the belt off Roosh. But it seems they like they're sticking baby. away now. So, Yeah, because um, our Dragon Lee distracted the ref, so uh, Roosh, their father, uh, Bestia Del Ring, could uh, hit Brody with a chair, and then Roosh picked up the win after that. So. Legends. I might go back and watch that at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, this show was definitely not worth watching, and then... We did watch uh, TLC last night, and I don't really remember a whole lot of it other than The Fiend getting set on fire. Um. Oh, yeah, Roman and Kevin was actually pretty good. I yeah, really enjoyed Roman that. Yeah, Roman and Kevin was pretty decent. They could have shaved some time off, I think. But other than that, it was good just because it was like a bunch of fucking weapon spots. So it was really <laughs> it was fun for me, at least. The uh, fucking uh, Drew match was fucking long as hell. It was literally only 27 minutes, and I was like, this is feeling only. like <laughs> Yeah, only, and it felt like a fucking century. And did the stupid bullshit where Miz fucking made it a triple threat. Who the hell cashes in while the match is still going on? I don't know, man. I'd love to fucking, like, Osm- uh, like what's it, Almas? Om- I'd fucking say fucking AJ's um bodyguard guy. Um, almost? Almost, yeah. I loved him, like, kind of, like, baby cr- cr- cradling Miz out of the ring and then just throwing him on a table. That was kind of funny, at least. Uh, Carmella and Sasha was actually better than I expected it to be. I think that's that was the, um, I guess, like the general consensus from what I saw was that it was much better than I expected. Some people were going a little too crazy, in my opinion, but I've seen it was a lot of people say it was great, but I'm just like, no, it, was, it did not get to great, but it was, it was good. It was good. I definitely, it was I, definitely a lot better that, like, for a Carmella match. So, yeah, save it interesting. I'll definitely check it out. I enjoyed that. And like I said, we enjoyed Kevin and Roman, so check that out if that interests you. Um, I'm trying to think. New Day and her business was kind of a like disappointment. That, yeah. Like, it just kind of felt like it happened out of nowhere. Like, the finish just kind of happened, and I just missed everything. And what else fucking happened on this show? Uh, Charlotte's Grand Slam champion now. That's right. How did I fucking forget that she's back? Oh, my God. But, yeah, not a whole lot the else, match really. Happened, yeah. But that's all the other wrestling we yeah. watched this week. So let's uh, go through the news real quick, and then we'll talk some Dragon Gate. Uh, start off with Western news, at least. What little there is. Um, first thing, uh, KTB seems to be retiring. He oh, po- yeah. I, I, I don't know what the deal is with him. I don't know what that video is, too. He basically posted know. a video on Twitter where he's like kind of like walking through the forest because, you know, he's kind of a beast. He lives in the forest, whatever. But then it showed, like, at the end, it had, like, KTB, or 16 years of KTB, and then it had, like, I guess his debut date to the date that he posted the tweet, making it sound like he's retiring. Like, it's pretty vague, so maybe he's just, like, quitting the gimmick and going to do something else. Maybe he's going to sign somewhere. I don't know. But yeah. it's just really weird. Um, and then Impact News, uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are going to face Rich Swan and Motor City Machine Guns on uh, January 16th at Hard to Kill. Uh, Japanese Indie News, uh, great. Uh, someone Watanabe and Takanori Ito will make their debut in 01 in January 1st, facing Takumi Baba and Shoki Kitamura, which will be their first non-great appearance. But... Also, on the day of us recording, uh, Kasagashi apparently showed up and just tap out. So, I guess we're maybe doing some great just tap out stuff. So, I'm just happy to see these two got actually wrestle elsewhere, hopefully, for a little bit. Because I kind of need to do something. Uh, Zero One News. The Zero One uh, Furin Kanzen semifinals are uh, Shinjiro Otani and Yumehito Imanari facing Chris Weiss and Yoshikazu Yokoyama. And Hide Kabuta and Yasu Kabuto. Facing a Linda Minnity Hawk. And the semifinals and finals will both take place on November 25th. Uh, Freedoms, uh, Jun Kasai has announced that he will be releasing a biography and a documentary on his career. And from what I've heard from people that like, looked into it, it's actually pretty cheap. So, oh, cool. Good for him being a man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perus in 666. Yusuke Kodama is going to challenge Onryo for the 666 Chaos Openweight title on December uh, 26th. That's going to be a match. <laughs> 
hopefully it makes tape because I'd be kind of interested to watch that. Uh, Joshi News, uh, Stardom. On the uh, Corkin Hall show, Cosmic Angels defeated Oedo Tai for the trios belts. Also announced, uh, Stardom, Stardom announced that they'll be getting a new logo and will be returning to the Tokyo Dome for a dark match on night two of Wrestle Kingdom. What do you think? What do you think of that logo? Well, I don't like it. It's too modern looking. Like that's my thing. It look, it's too stale. Like you know, I like modern design, at least like for houses and stuff. But like that just felt so cold and just I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but I just don't like it. Well, it's like people complain about uh, Noah's new logo when they put out their new logo, and eh. at least it has a little bit of character to it with like yeah, the red O and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. But, but yeah, this has nothing. This is it looks it's like a fucking like fucking perfume. Star fucking yes. like logo or something like i don't know I, I i get what they're trying to go for but it just yeah, yeah they need to add a little bit of color or something to it i don't know and uh on their big show yesterday uh december 20th utami retained the red belt against momo and micah will be her next challenger siri and julia went to a 30 minute draw i'm not oh, I like know. i cannot are just super pumped about that oh I, I cannot wait to watch that it's gonna be fucking awful i'm sure God. Most of the people I've seen that watch it. minutes of Siri screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, it was on pay-per-view, too. It's going to be on World eventually. I think it's even airing on Samurai on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, from what I've seen, the people that have watched it, that match is fucking dog shit, which isn't surprising. <gasps> Oof. But I'm mean, like, people down, like, uh, talk show on Julia's matches all the time, but it probably I mean, wasn't good because why the fuck would you have Julia go 30 minutes? I mean, honestly. She's literally been going pretty long for, what, most of her singles matches. They're all over, like, 20 minutes. Which is like. crazy. I'm like, why? I don't know. I like the Jewel, the Konami match, but and but I don't need those TAM matches ever again in my life. But anyway, <laughs> um, also uh, Sai Ito won the Future of Stardom title in a three-way with Sai Kamatani and, and defeating Sai Kamatani and the champ Micah. Of course, uh, Sai ate the pin, so maybe Sai is going to challenge for the tag titles because she did pin say, the tag champ. Please get them damn belts off of fucking <laughs> Utami and Sai. Yeah, I'm really uh, happy for uh, Short Sai to get a win here. Get the title. Well, I mean, Saya Kamatani's also short because she's not Lady C. Lady C is the tallest wrestler yes. to ever exist. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Tokyo Joshi. We have the full January 4th card. Um, Princess of Princess Championship match. Yuka Sakazaki defending against Rika Tatsumi. Uh, Princess Tag Championship. Bakuretsu Sisters are going to defend against Toyo University. Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita. Suzume versus the debuting Ariso, Arisu Endo, which I didn't realize until I saw the match graphic that this is one of the fucking uh, Wrestle 1 cheerleaders. That's so crazy. Yeah, I saw her picture and I was like, I know I recognize her. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, she was in Cheer 1. So that's really cool that she's uh, getting into wrestling. Ajakong, Raku, and Mizuki are facing now Kakuda, Miyu Watanabe, and Mirai Mayumi. Uh, Saki-sama and Mei St. Michelle are facing Hik- Hikari Noah and Santa Shiori. Ooh, that should be really good. Uh, Shoko Nakajima facing Hyper Masao. That's going to be very comedy heavy. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Moko Miyamoto and Marika Kobashi facing Palm Harajuku and Haruneka. So, really excited for this show. Hopefully, we'll find time to watch that. This because is going to be a very busy <laughs> There is so much shit happening. Gotta uh, Move, uh, Mitsuru Kono will be retiring. So, sad to see that. I don't really watch Gotta Move anymore, but... Still, I'm really it's always sad when uh, wrestlers retire. I'll say it's always sad. Well, <laughs> uh, Big Japan news: uh, Deathmania Eight took place on December 20th. Astronauts defended the tag titles against Twin Towers. Okabayashi defended the strong title against uh, Kamatani, and Fujita defended the deathmatch title against Yuko Miyamoto. Also announced: uh, Drew Parker and Chris Brooks will challenge Nomura and Abe for the Big Japan tag titles on December 30th. And Okabayashi nominated Nakanoe as his next challenger. That match will take place on January 2nd, along with the Fujita Tsukamoto deathmatch title match. Uh, Dragon Gate news: uh, Ben K has suffered a mild concussion in the Final <laughs> Gate main event, thus we'll be taking time off to recover. But I think we'll talk more about that when we talk about the yeah. show. Uh, Cyberfight news: uh, DT, the 10-man titles will be vacated, and new champions will be decided on the big show in February. There will also be a special six-man tag match on that show with uh, Super Delphin teaming with Maki and Chris. Facing Mao, Kego, and Mirai Mayumi. Okay, how many people actually remember that there were 10-man titles? I legit forgot until the... <laughs> but then like, when it reminded me, it reminded me that Asuka had the pink one, so I'm yeah, really she sad had, she, yeah, she has know, to I'm vacate really that. Sad. But no, when did, that was this year when they crowned new champions, wasn't it? 
Or was it last year? Was it? I think it was last year. It might have been last year's Ultimate Party, I think. Yeah. Because I don't think they it ever defended him. Yeah, it was a big show. Like, quote-unquote, big show. So, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's quite a while. Yeah, I'm curious who it's going to be. We'll see, I guess. Pencil News, who's uh, not busy. And uh, last bit of DDT news, we have the full DO Finals card. We had it last week, but I forgot to mention it, so we'll go through it real quick here. Going to have a Toy Kojima debut match facing Hideki Okatani. I forgot. I didn't even see this. I know he. I know they were debuting That's, a new rookie, oh. but, but I didn't know it's gonna be this uh, show. Uh, they're gonna have a three-way match: Toru Iwashi, Antonio Honda, and Nobuhiro Shimatani. A, uh, a LOL year-end special tag <laughs> match. Okay. Uh, Sanjiro Takagi and Tonchu Kadino facing Super Sasadanga Machine and Nayahiro Nayagi. That's gonna be a match. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious how it ends up going. Uh, Six-man tag match, we got Eruption, Kazusataguchi, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sakaguchi, and Saki Akai facing Makoto Oishi, Mizuki Watase, and Tomomitsu Matsunaga. Could be good. We'll see. Should be fun. <laughs> uh, and also another six-man tag, uh, Tetsuya Endo, Soma Takao, and Mad Polly versus Harashima, Chris Brooks, and Shinya Aoki. I'm very interested to see Aoki and Mad Polly in the ring together, at least. Yes, let's do it. Gonna have a KOD six-man tag title match. Champs uh, Akido, Kazuki Harada, and Shota are going to defend against Shuma Katsumata, Mao, and Yuki Ueno. Uh, who do you think wins? Let's go Sauna Club. I actually don't know who will win here, but... I think it would make more sense to have Sauna Club win. Yeah. But then I could also see Akido or Harada pinning Ueno and getting an extreme title match. Not extreme. Universal title yeah, match. I could see that too. I was just blanking on who's the extreme title champ, and I was like, oh, right, it's Takagi. I forgot. I forgot, too, already. Fuck. I still need to watch that Rambo Kawamura match that he had. That looked like it was insane. And then, uh, main event, the Dio Grand Prix 2021 finals, Konosuke <laughs> Takashita versus Junakiyama. And, uh, you definitely think Takashita's won in here. I can't wait to see how long this is gonna go. Um. I don't think it'll be, like, soup. I don't, I don't know if it'll be longer than their ultimate party match. It's gonna be sub-30. yeah. I think it'll probably be between 15 and 25, around in that range. But Akiyama's had a lot, like most, like all most of, his, of his stuff's been short. Yeah, all of his matches have been short. But then it's Takashita and it's the main event. Exactly. So I'm like, so. wouldn't surprise me if they go long. But I'd, I'd say around early 20s, probably going to. What I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the last match, so this should be really great too. Uh, no one news. Daisuke Harada successfully defended the junior title against Tadasuke. Hey, buddy. Sugiro Gun successfully defended the GHC tag titles against Kaito and Inamura. And on that same show, How and Neo seemed to like start a little beef with each other, which set up a singles match with them on the Congo Produce show. Come on, let How win, please. Uh, we got the full uh, card for that show, which is taking place on uh, December 26th. Keno and Jensei Shinzaki versus Kaito Kiyomi and Daki Naba. I wonder who's eating the fall there. Mm, no clue. Uh, How versus Neo. Uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Masakita Miya versus Yoshiki Inamura and Kinya Okada. Go Shiozaki and Naomichi Marafuji versus Akitoshi Saito and Masao Inoue. Manabu Soya versus Tadasuke. That's going to be an interesting that's one. That's going to be a match. And Junta Miyaki versus Yasutaka Yano. All Japan News. We have the Junior Tag Battle for Glory bracket. It's going to be Evolution versus Heat Up facing the winners of Izanagi and Takeda. Oh, wait. I'm stupid. Evolution versus the Heat Up team are going to face the winners of Izanagi Takeda versus Enfonce. Fuck. Iwamoto and Abe are going to face Akira Ueki and face the winners of Haido Atsuki versus Sushi Mensare, and then you can figure it out from yourself there. But uh, fuck. I'm assuming tomorrow. I'm assuming Evolution is going to be in the finals. Yeah. But who on the other side is what I'm curious about. Mm. I could see it being Iwamoto and Abe. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Just one because Iwamoto is. Yeah, junior champ. And the problem is you can't have Iwamoto or Abe lose because they're both that, yeah, champs. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I don't... Mm, fuck. Unless you want to have Sato like, pin Iwamoto and set up a junior title match because he doesn't have any like challengers right now. True. So, who knows? Either way, I'm really excited for that tournament. It's going to all take place on the same day. And lastly, in New Japan news and sad news, uh, Robbie Eagle's father has passed away. The GoFundMe originally launched a week or two ago that we mentioned on the pod. It's still collecting money to help with medical bills and the like. So donate if you're able to help, because you know that's gonna be a that's gonna be a bitch getting uh, his because um I think he he his, he died in the Philippines, but they live they're from New Zealand or yeah something, or else, like, something that. like that. So trying to get a 
a body on a plane that's going to be a it's going to be a hassle and it's going to cost a lot of money so and uh that's all the news but let's get into what's airing this week and going to do a little different this week because uh, i guess we hadn't i meant to mention it off the top but we didn't we are going to be taking next week off for the holidays just give ourselves a little bit of a break come back in the new year we're still going to give you all some content and we're going to be recording our um year-end awards a little bonus episode that'll be airing uh, next week or be being uploaded next week for y'all so uh for the airings this week it's more like the airing for just the next two weeks go through everything that's going on from now until january 5th it's a lot especially once january comes around there's a lot of wrestling to watch but let's go through it uh start off uh dragon gate final gate 2020 aired live on the dragon gate network december 20th stardom aired live on pay-per-view december 20th and should be on world not long after and i mentioned it's gonna be on samurai on saturday so it'll probably be on world before then New Japan's Road to Wrestle Kingdom began airing live December 21st. And it will continue the 22nd and 23rd, all on New Japan World. Ice Ribbon, uh, December 12th, aired on Nico Pro December 21st. Basara, December 22nd, will air live on Nico Pro pay-per-view December 22nd. Seedling, December 23rd, will air live on pay-per-view. I believe that's Nico Pro as well, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Freedoms, December 12th, will air on Nico Pro December 23rd. Stardom has one last cork in on December 26th, which will end up on Stardom World eventually. The DT DO Grand Prix Finals will air live on Russell Universe December 27th. Dragon Gate airs live on December 27th. Big Japan uh, December 20th airs on Samurai December 28th. The Big Japan DDT Tag New Year's Tag Tournament airs on December 31st on Samurai. All Japan will air live on All Japan TV January 1st and 2nd. DT will air live on Wrestle Universe January 3rd. Tokyo Joshi will air live on Wrestle Universe January 4th. Noah has a show on January 4th, and as of now, I have no idea if it's airing live, but more than likely it probably will. So I don't know, just keep an eye on that if you're, in, if you're interested in that. And we finish it off with New Japan Wrestle Kingdoms night 1 and 2 will take place on New Japan World January 4th and 5th. Uh, for weekly airings, we'll just talk about what's airing this week because we have no idea what's going to be happening next week for most of these shows. <laughs> I'm assuming New Japan Strong still going on. I have no idea. I guess. But that's still Friday on Tamil New Japan World. Check it out if that is to you. Impact this week and next week, Tuesday at 8. These next two weeks of Impact will be recap shows with them going over the year-end awards for that. So pretty easy skip, I think. You'll find out the awards on Twitter if you're that interested, but I don't really care that much, to be honest. Uh, AEW this week, Wednesday at 10 Eastern, be a special start time because the NBA. What, I forget what game it was. Like, it's the Celtics, Celtics and someone. Fuck, I forgot again. It doesn't really matter, but pretty much because of that, they're getting pushed back to 10. Uh, they didn't really give you much of a reason to watch it this week, to be, no, honest. It's to be honest. Not a whole lot. But yeah, 10 Eastern, uh, uh, Pack versus the Butcher. I'm interested to see Pack wrestle at least, but yeah. Uh, Young Bucks versus the Acclaimed. Chris Jericho and MJF versus Top Flight. Evil Uno and Dustin Rhodes. Hikaru Shida versus a to-be-announced opponent. I guess you remember <laughs> she exists. And putting her on the show that no one's going to watch. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express versus The Dark Order, which will be Colt Cabana 5 and 10. So not a whole lot exciting this week. I will not be surprised if they dip low. But I'm like, one, they didn't give you enough reason to watch it. Yeah. And it's at 10. So either way, you're going to lose people because of that. And it's the holidays, like literally, I like think the they day pretty much Eve. expect that, yeah. So it's not, it's not gonna be any, any like anything telling if they drop really low. I'm just curious how low they do drop. I think it's gonna be a pretty good dip. What were they like 700, 800k this week? They something dipped like that? a decent, yeah. Uh, like 650. I guess it'd be six something, yeah. Something like that. So they'll lose a good bit, but AEW fans are diehard, so they're gonna watch anyway. Most of them. Girl, I'm be tired. I'll just be curious we what get up um, the next day. So yeah. No. I'm just curious what NXT does, actually, since they'll be running unopposed. I, well, one, what the fuck is on NXT? We don't, yeah, we don't fucking know. know, so I can't... Who knows? And you got those diehards, so, which I don't know why, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, like I said, NXT is also Wednesday at 8. Who knows what's on there? They'll and, figure it out Wednesday, like 5 o'clock, so... And MLW is going to be on Wednesday at 8 on YouTube. Only match announced so far is Loki versus Tom Lawler in the Opera Cup Finals, so check that out if it interests you. I keep meaning to watch them. I haven't watched since the first episode. <laughs> Maybe I'll binge that while we're um, 
free this coming week. Loki and Tom are usually pretty good when they're in the ring together, so it should be a good match, hopefully. I don't know how it's going to be with no fans, though. That's kind of what makes them, really. Yeah. But that's all. That's airing. So let's uh, talk about the two shows we're going to discuss this week. We're going to start off with the uh, Dragon Gate Cork and Hall show from December 15th. Overall, I thought it was a very good show. I don't think there's anything must-see, if you're gonna, if, but if you're going to watch Final Gate anyway, I'd still recommend checking this out. Mm. It's a fun show. Had the debut of Masquerade and the newest member, La Estrella. La Estrella. I'm going to... I cannot speak Spanish. Wait, what? La Estrella. Oh, yeah. But uh, it did well to uh, build up Final Gate and had a very fun main event in this year's Doi Darts match, but yeah, I'd say overall a good show. The first match, Torimon Generation, Ultima Dragon, Don Fuji, and Shuji Kondo. Defeated R.E.D., Takashi Yoshida, Kai, Diamante, in uh, 10-15. I really like Diamante's gear. Like, the yellow really made it pop. I mean, Riot's kind of been in, like, using more yellow in their gear lately anyway, but I really liked his gear here today. And uh, him just fucking, like, falling out of the ring instead of diving was pretty hilarious. Like, he was going to, like, like he, like, dived out of the ring on his ass instead of, like, face force. I don't know what he was trying to do. But, um, I don't know. That's just something that stood out for me in this match. Uh, Fuji trying to get his hands on Kai ahead of their title match, but Kai being a little chicken shit heel and not letting him do it was pretty good early on. But Kai finally got in and got his hands on him for a little bit. Fuji pinning Yoshida in a super slow sunset flip was pretty funny at least, but yeah, overall decent match to start the show. Nothing stand out really. Yeah, I was going to say, um, fun enough opener, but I don't really have much to say about it. Like, it was fine. It's just, it's an opener, so... Yeah, I mean, I started off talking about fucking Diamante's gear, so obviously I didn't have a whole lot to say about the match. Because <laughs> that's usually me. Uh, next match, uh, Kagatora, Shachi, Hoko Boy, defeated Keisuke Okuda and Jimmy in 4.30. Uh, good match to continue the build to Okuda to Kagatora at Final Gate, but not much more to it, mm. especially considering Sub-5. Like, it was a perfectly fine match, and uh, it's sad to see Jimmy heading back to Mexico because he's really good for these openers. Hopefully he comes back soon, but yeah, this was his last match before he uh, went home for the holidays. You know, I'll say it was fine. Like you said, it's kind of hard to really describe a uh, sub-five-minute match. But, yeah, I thought it was did what it needed to do. Uh, next match, uh, Team Boku, Rookie Doi, Bokutomo Dragon, and Punch Tobanaga defeated Yamato, Yosuke Santa Maria, and Gamma in 904. Got our Team Boku banner to start the ma- start the show, or start the, before the match, I guess. But then came out the true star, Bokutomo Dragon. Uh, Maria... Just rubbing Bokutomo's, drag, or Bokutomo's uh, stomach during the match was really funny. But then uh, Bokutomo, Bokutomo went for a dive, but stopped before and just like raised his hand, which apparently in the pre-match banter, uh, Doi told the crowd that Bokutomo raised one of his hands to clap, but if he raised the other hand to stay silent. So it was kind of him just doing different hands to, to see what reacted. But uh, overall, it's a pretty fun match. I think Mario was the highlight of the match for me. But I thought everyone... Involved looked good. Bokutomo's Magistral was actually faster this time, unfortunately. I want him to keep doing it slow, because that's just way funnier. But uh, after he won, uh, Uncle Ultimo came out to confront Bokutomo and seemed to uh, give him his blessing on the gimmick, and the two fist bumped. Uh, segment felt a bit long, but the crowd was really into it, so I can't really complain about it. But yeah, overall, match is good. I loved uh, Ultimo and Bokutomo fist bumping at the end. What do you think? Um. Yeah, definitely more of like the comedic portion of the show, but... That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, there was still definitely some good stuff to be found in here. It's just, you know, obviously if you don't really care about, like, the more funny portions, then you can just skip it. But I I thought it was still good overall for a watch. I think this has English commentary, so you might want to watch that version oh, if yeah, you do. Yeah, we watched does. the Japanese version, so that might help you understand, like, the banner before the show mm-hmm. and, like, what happened after the match. See, I didn't even know that, so... <laughs> The uh, next match, Law Australia's debut match, Law Australia defeated Tsutsumi Yokosuka and 613, and I really dug Law Australia's music. I, he could definitely do with some better gear, but his first set was, like, it's his first set, so we can cut him a little bit of a slack here. I said on Twitter after seeing a few pictures who I thought it was, but I deleted it because I'm a coward, and also once seeing him on, like, video wrestling, it was pretty clear he wasn't the guy I was thinking he was. Like, the running guest seems to be a rookie named Inoue, but... Yo, this kid is fucking crazy. His work was super crisp for someone in his debut match. Super athletic moves, super fast. Did not look nervous at all. Finishing sequence was a little bit botched with like the roll-up pin he went for. But literally right before that, he ran across the ring on the ropes. Hit a drop kick, so I can cut up to do some slack. He's got some really flashy moves. I can give him a little bit. Of, but beating Susumu, especially in six minutes, is a huge stamp of approval, approval for him. 
makes his faction look super strong. Literally, my only complaint about this dude on is on first viewing of him is his gear. I think he definitely needs to improve it. But like I said, this first set of gear, it'll improve over time. I think like overall the gear itself is fine. Like the bottoms, it's just the mask that kind of bothers me because I feel like it's not. Um, how do I say it? I think it's a little too big on him because I noticed, at least in Final Gate, I noticed he was kind of tugging at it. So I don't know if it's not. Um, I don't know if it fits properly or what. I don't know, but I think it's fine. But maybe that's just because I love the uh, the color scheme that they're going for here with La Australia. Well, all of them, I guess. But you know, you always need purple in factions. I think that's an underrated color in wrestling in general. So I'm super happy to see them use this color. You have something to say? <laughs> um, for the match itself, I was uh, definitely impressed. Definitely impressed with Estrella here. He's absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> incredibly athletic hitting a shit ton of flips and all that other good shit you know uh so i thought it was a pretty pretty good debut match for him especially being susumu in fucking like six minutes is insane but yeah just just a really good match i'm looking forward to what he does in the future yeah say we got another short king in wrestling here let's go He's fucking short even for Dragon Gate standards. Wait, Dragon how Gates, tall is he? Or short? I don't know what his height is. I just know like he looked Fuck. really tiny compared to the rest of these guys. It probably doesn't have it on like the website yet. Probably fucking not. I'm just curious if I can find it. While she's looking that up, I'll talk about the next match. Um, Targumon Generation, Masato Yoshino, Dragon Kid, Genki Horiguchi, and Yasushi Kanda defeated R.E.D., Ada, Kaido Ishida, S.P. Kento, and Hip Hop Kikuda in 10:44, And uh, had our shithead young boys facing off with the older generation here. That's first time seeing our uh, new little new shithead boy, uh, Hip Hop Kikuda, fully in the new gimmick. He's got a very punchable face. I told her that when we were watching Final Gate. I was like, this dude is like, you look at him, it's like you want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh my god. He just looks like an asshole. But uh, I definitely think he is really well, like adjusted well into being an R.E.D. Overall, good match, but nothing must see. Youth fails to conquer the veterans with Genki hitting the backslide from heaven on Ada. After getting hit in the back by a Toriumon guy with like I think it was like a case or something, but yeah, really surprised Ada ate the fall here. But when I mean, it's final gate, I'm surprised more stuff with Ada really. But yeah, overall good match. I was gonna say uh, not a whole lot to add, but yeah, definitely good match, but nothing you have to go out of your way to see. <laughs> I love how you keep shitting on Kikuda. I'm like, stop. Well, I like him. Like he's good in the gimmick. It's like you. <laughs> you want him? He's, he's really easy to hate. <laughs> Like, Young I, boys doing their job. Yeah, I was like, Kento's kind of the same way, but no, it's like... He's Ken, just cocky. Yeah, Kento's just a cocky asshole. Like, so you def want to punch him in the face. It's just fucking Kikuda. I don't know what it is about him. Just like He just looks at you wrong, and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, <laughs> kid. But uh, next match, uh, Masquerade. Shun Skywalker and Dragon Daya defeated Dragon Gate Generation, Ben K and KZ in 1254. I really dug the presentation of Masquerade. She already talked about it, but purple is excellent. I love having a purple unit here now. The masks were great. Yeah. Like, everyone in the group is really good, too, like, in ring. Overall, I'm very excited about the unit. But I'm a little worried about that the, the crowd just didn't seem to give a fuck about them. Fuck them. <laughs> it doesn't help that Dragon Gate's all about promos, and no one in this group is particularly strong on the mic, I'm told. So hopefully they can manage to get some crowd reconnection, because that could be the death of the unit. Even if like even if I love them so far, that could really hurt their, them as a unit. But like I said, the in-ring is obviously going to be great, because I, I think everyone in the everyone in the faction is really good. And like I said, Estrella had a really good debut. But really what's going to make or break this faction is whether the guys can develop it on the mic. So we'll see. Either way, uh, good match. Good stuff from Ben and Shun in this match. They did very well to get you excited for their match. Shun looks super dominant in this, as he has his entire reign so far. Uh, so kind of weird seeing Ben on the opposite side of Dragon Daya. Because like, it feels just like yesterday they weren't six-man champs together with Strong Machine J. But yeah, overall, a uh, really good match. Really digging Masquerade so far. Yeah, I think you can tell we could probably pretty much just rave about Masquerade. Um, <laughs> as soon as I saw their look, I was like, "Yeah, this this is this is it." Um, I didn't even think about their promo aspect like at all, because obviously, you know, I'm not quite as familiar with a lot of the guys, so it makes sense why some like you would be a little concerned, especially with like their um promo ability. Like you said, they'll be fine in ring wise, because even here, you know, what we got was really good. Um. I'm trying to think who they could... The faction's already big, but then I'm like, why am I talking about that? Fucking Dragon Gate factions are pretty huge. 
I don't know who else they could add right now that has more mic capability. The problem is that they can't really add anyone because right right now <clears throat> Shun is like there's no one in that unit that could step up to Shun right now. But most people that you would want to add to that faction to have that mic ability are people that could step to Shun right away. And mm. you kind of want to have Shun be like the dominant lead of the faction for now. So really, I think it's just you just gotta hope Shun gets better Someone on the mic. Gets, yeah. So we'll see, I guess. Like it seems like a pretty big disconnect from Japanese fans and Western fans because like all the Western fans seem to love Masquerade so far. It's just uh. The crowd and, and the Japanese fans on Twitter don't seem as hyped for the group so far. So, we'll see, I think I guess. it's just because, at least with Western fans, you know, obviously there's kind of the disconnect with language. Um, but I think, you know, obviously we see we see what they look like first, so I don't know. I think that's why I connected. I'm like, they're super fucking cool. You know, we're purple. They have these cool-ass masks, so it's a cool-ass faction. But I can definitely get why um like japanese crowds maybe won't connect quite as much with them right now yeah i think this is really a wait and see approach so far with them but as far as we're concerned i'm really enjoyed yeah, enjoying them so, so far i'm not a big promo person anyway like that that's not my biggest thing yeah it's just a, to be honest, with dragon gate that's kind it. of the thing yeah, yeah yeah i get it though like the whole reason fucking t-hawk flopped because he couldn't cut a promo <clears throat> and they like literally like even like in front of fans talk shit on his promo skills so it's a really big deal in this promotion so like i don't care literally <laughs> but anyway main event doi dart special match jason lee masaki mojizuki kenichiro arai kazuma sakamoto and konomama ichikawa defeated ryo saito kodomenora dia inferno kness and bb hulk in 1733 uh teams are random because doi darts but <laughs> This one worked out pretty well in helping to build the tag title match on Final Gate, with Mojizuki getting the pin here over BB. A good way to add a little more doubt to the outcome, even though going in I was absolutely certain BB Kai were going to just retain, which, they, spoiler alert, they did. But <laughs> uh, really fun seeing this random group of guys working together, including my boy Arken in the mix. Overall, a really good match. The Ichikawa shit was funny, but it pretty much always is. Like He's this great comedy wrestler. Uh, Kazuma trying to figure out how to handle inferno but then just tagging in ichikawa was pretty good like he's like oh i don't know how to deal with this dragon man oh fuck it you're my you're my faction i'm not even dealing with you but yeah overall really fun and it was smart to have bb eat the pen here over uh or eat the pen to mochizuki yeah just what i pretty much expected coming in just a bunch of chaos but honestly in a great way uh definitely really enjoyed the match i think you pretty much went over everything that was a big highlight here and uh, last show we're going to talk about Dragon Gate Final Gate 2020 from December 20th. I thought this was an excellent show and very worth the show of the year praise that I saw online about it. The show starts off a little weak, but it was nothing bad. That early one is just not as strong as like the rest of the card. But once you get through that, the back half was just several very good matches. One of my favorite matches of this year and probably my top Dragon Gate match this year. And a very talked about main event, which we'll have our own opinions about, I guess. But I highly recommend checking the show out, even if you aren't a usual Dragon Gate viewer. Back half, last five-ish matches are all worth their time. So basically everything except for like the first three matches. But even them, they're, they're fine. But overall, uh, excellent show. Very worthy of the praise. Mm. Uh, first match, Yosuke Santa Maria, Mondai Ryu, and Takedo Kame, or Takedo Kame defeated Super Shisa, Gamma, and Ho Ho Loon in 5.30. Uh, fine five-minute opener. Nice little surprise Kame got the win, though. Even if it's a bit of a nothing match, it's still nice to have him get a win since... All of his other uh, dojo mates are off doing bigger and better things, and he's in the opener. But <laughs> either way, uh, fun little opener, nothing special. I was going to say, you know, obviously some fun stuff here and there, but overall it's, like you said, just fun little opener. Uh, next match, Jason Lee defeated Takashi Yoshida in 7:24, And uh, this was just there, to be honest. But I didn't really expect much from this going in, so it was whatever. Jason tried his best, at least, but... It's just Yoshida in a singles match doesn't really interest me that much. But uh, that just reminded me he was in fucking Champions Carnival like two years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Oh, uh, that, that was a time. Anyway, yeah, this was this was there. Yeah, I was going to say, this one was kind of skippable for me. It kind of felt longer than seven minutes. But, I mean, like you said, Jason definitely tried to get something going from it. But it just, it, it didn't click. I really like him in the purple, at least. Oh, I was going to say, purple looks nice. Uh, next match, Team Boku, Ryo Saito, Bukutomo Dragon, Punch Tobinaga defeated Toriyaman Generation, Kanes, Konomi Mama Ichikawa, 
Chachi Hoko Boy and 619. And uh, definitely know what you're getting yourself into when Ichikawa was in the match. That was just very much of a comedy match, but Team Boku were definitely like some jokesters themselves, so they definitely played along with it. Ended up being pretty funny. Definitely a skip if you're low on your time, though, but for a comedy match, it was pretty enjoyable. I was going to say, again, this is obviously the comedy match of the show, which I think, like you said, you can pretty much figure it out when you look who's in the match. But um, I liked it. I thought it was still enjoyable. But like you said, um, if you're kind of short on time, you can probably skip this one. Uh, next match, four-way match, or four-way tag match. Oof. Masquerade, Kota Minora, Dragon Daya, and La Estrella defeated R.E.D., Diamante, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Dio Inferno. Dragon Gate Generation, UT, KZ, Yamato. Tardimon Generation, Ultima Dragon, Yosushi Kanda, and Chuji Kondo, and 1214. And Dragon D's gear, gear was fucking sick. Dude, this lo- shit was sick. Like, boy, you were in like, oh some God. fucking four-way six-man tag, and you're like going all out for that shit, but it was awesome. Uh, Masquerade winning was the right call. Continue to keep them looking strong. Estrella continued to look very impressive in this. Yes. I find it kind of hard to take notes on these kind of matches, but I really enjoyed it. I was mostly just paying attention to Masquerade, see how they worked as a team, and how Estrella works in general. Which, speaking of Estrella, I really enjoyed the bits with him and Diamante. Mm. Dude made Estrella look great. So did, uh, I think it was like him and, I think Chuji Kondo and Diamante had like this tag team move on Estrella that looked really good. But, uh, just added more fuel to the fire of Dragon Daya and Dia Inferno, just Give me that singles match already. I want it like an actual match between them two and not that little five-minute thing. But whenever they do finally get in the ring together for like the actual match, I'm very excited for that. But overall, a really good match. Yeah, definitely um, kind of hard to take notes when you have like these large-ass tag matches. But still, overall, a lot of fun. Very chaotic. Like you said, I think um, a lot of people were probably just looking at Masquerade, see how they worked, which I thought they worked really well together. Again, Australia fucking just fucking rules. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. I honestly think, well, I don't know. I guess it might be a little early for that, but he's probably, like, early rookie of the year contender for next year. Yeah, probably. We'll see. I mean, SP Contest's still around, so we'll see. God damn it. I keep forgetting how young all of these, like, basically everyone is, so it just fucking throws me off, but yeah. Oh, shit. Now you got me thinking. I'm like, Kento could be it, too, unless they just kind of say, nope. Yeah, I think unless there's, like, some big Joji rookie or something that comes out next year, mm-hmm. I think um, Dragon Gate's a lock for Rookie of the Year next year. Next match. Open the Brave Gate title match. Keisuke Okuda defeated Kagatora in 15-23. Uh, not sure why, but I just never really got into this one. Like, it wasn't bad or anything, but it just never held my attention until, like, the final five minutes. Those last five were some really great stuff, at least, especially with from Kagatora. I really enjoyed him in that, but I'm not really sure how I how to rate a match where I wasn't super invested for like two thirds of the of the match, and the final third was just incredible. I guess I could be like an Okada fanboy and give it five stars anyway, but uh, I joke. But this is not anywhere near as boring as an Okada match. But no, like I enjoyed this. Like I, I just don't know how to rec- like. I definitely recommend checking it out. Maybe you'll be more invested in the first half, two thirds, whatever than I was. But overall, I think it was a really good match. Maybe great to you, but for me, it's very good. Really great closing stretch. But yeah, I really enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I was going to say, we kind of talked about this um, afterwards, and I, I, I agreed because I was like, the first half didn't really do much for me. Like, obviously, it was still well wrestled, but it just didn't click. But then all of a sudden, they start going fucking ham, like the ha- last half. And then I'm like, what the fuck? That was fucking great. So I guess, yeah, if I had to kind of rate it, it'd be, like, very good. I can't push it to great, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's still worth a watch, though. So I guess you kind of have to decide on your own if you want to see it. <laughs> uh, next match, uh, Twin Gate title match. R.E.D., B.B. Hulk, and Kai defend, are defeated Masaki Mojizuki and Don Fuji in 1253. I thought it was a pretty solid match. I'm happy B.B. Kai continued to be... Go on as champs. Uh, some of BB's uh, kicks were a little weak. That's like really my only complaint about the match. Kai just choking out Fuji next to the announcer's desk was pretty great. Uh, finish was a little awkward. Like I think Mojizuki moved when he shouldn't have, so BB like took a little bit longer to deliver like the final kick. It's a little bit awkward positioning, I guess. But either way, overall, a uh, pretty solid match. Enjoyed it. I just have to say I really enjoyed like the contrast in um the aesthetics here. You had like. Mochi and Fuji with just, like, plain black gear. 
Um, and then you have fucking BB and Kai, you know, BB has like the sparkly ass fucking robe and his sparkly bottoms and Kai looking like father Hiromu out there. But, um, no, I, I like the match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's really, Red kind of beat the shit out of the old guys here mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. So, uh, I mean, I liked it, so... Um, but yeah, I think, I think overall, I, I might have liked it a little bit more than you. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, 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 I really enjoy it, it but it's, yeah. I don't think there's anything must see, but it, I definitely enjoyed it. Then, uh, we got the semi-main RED versus Tardimon Generation, no DQ, losing unit disillusion elimination match. RED, Ada, Kaito Oshida, Hyo, SP Kento, and Hip Hop Kikura defeated Tardimon Generation, Susumu Yokosuka, Dragon Kid, Masato Yoshino, Rookie Doi, and Kiki Horiguchi, and uh, Toriyaman guys all coming out in their old heel gimmicks was great. Even if Yoshino's uh, contacts were a little creepy, I did not like the blue eyes. But, so um, weird. Yeah, it was, like, it was fine. Already took like five years to get to the ring, but let their music play out more, which I wasn't complaining about. I uh, felt like Ada was coming out with his younger brother and his brother's shitty friends. Just after school, it was like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm the one that can drive, so let's go and fuck around in the mall or something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, going into this, I predicted that whether RED won or lost, Ada is getting kicked out and turning face. It didn't happen here, but I still expect it sooner rather than later, especially with him being the first one eliminated, which really surprised me. Uh, probably nothing, but it's interesting to me that both Kikuda and SBK are blonde after joining RED and Kaito went blonde after they joined. So maybe they're kind (laughs) of teasing, like they're going to end up being a group after RED ends, which I think is happening sooner rather than later to be honest even if they won this match but really surprised uh, Kikuda got the pin over Yoshino or not Yoshino Yoshino yes that was really surprising and Kento being the final um, guy alive for um, RED was expected but still nice I guess I don't know they're really strapping this kid to the fucking moon even though Ada technically helped win the match for him with the uh, that super kick I think it's what's it called numero uno I think he calls it on uh Dragon Kid, which I didn't even talk about yet. Dragon I was Kid's about fucking, to say you didn't bring up Dragon Kid. What the fuck? His mask got completely ripped off. I guess. You you saw his face, so. Yeah. You never saw his whole face, at least. I think. Uh, I could pretty much. I think the camera crew did pretty well, not giving like a straight shot on him. Oh yeah, they didn't have like a straight shot, but. Like obviously you could see what is like you could see his face. That man does not look forty four. That's for fucking no, sure. No, he doesn't. But no, like especially once he got the mask ripped off. Was it uh, was it Kaito and Kento ripped it off? Yeah. Like. That man fucking went crazy after they oh, did he that. He went like, ballistic. Like, as that soon as he ripped it off, awesome. um, his strikes just got way more stiff. Like he was like, "I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, fucking young boys, for doing this." I was kind of hoping uh, Kaito would be the one to win it for RED, but Me too. Kento works too. I mean, I love both of them. But yeah, overall, uh, I haven't decided yet. But if if it's not my number one match for Dragon Gate this year, it's, it's my number two because mm-hmm. like it's between this and that. Uh, Five, I think it's five-way cage match where Kai turned and joined RED. Oh, yeah. Like, those are my two favorite Dragon Gate matches this year and just two of my favorite matches in general this year. Like, I don't know, Dragon Gate ended off the year with, like, one of the best shows of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very excited for Dragon Gate in the future. But, yeah, what do you think about the match? Yeah, I just I thought it was fantastic all the way through. I mean, it definitely didn't disappoint. That's for fucking sure. Um, again, it's just showing where Dragon Gate is and using the younger guys. Especially with Red, obviously. Um, like, it just makes me super excited for a company for once, you know, to watch the young guys and not be like, oh, well, they're just going to be the ones to eat the pin, you know, they don't get in as much shit, whatever. No, fucking Kento out here just, you know, racking up all these fucking pinfalls on other um, more tenured guys. So it's pretty fucking cool and makes me really excited to keep watching everyone grow. Yeah, so who's Kento's tapped out? Yoshino, Su- no. Susumu. Okay, I couldn't remember Fifi. I think. That I don't. I don't know. Dragon, don't Dragon know. Kid. Now, like. Jesus. This boy racking up wins, and he's he barely even a year into his career. I love it. Love it. But uh, lastly, let's talk about the uh, main event: the Open the Dream Gate title match. Shun Skywalker defeated Ben K in twenty-four thirty-five. Uh, a lot of talk online about this one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mostly because of how the finish occurred, but. Uh, let's talk about the match itself real quick before we even get to the finish. I really dug the grand entrance for Masquerade, just like they had in Cork and Hall. I didn't like their all-black outfits, though. Like, I, I don't know if you what you thought of those. They were fine, but yeah. They're not, not bad, my favorite. but yeah. 
like the masks though the music Mask, just like, like the aesthetic as a whole is just really great and i love ben k like looking out from underneath his hood is during the entrance like he's like why does my friend start a cult what the fuck but uh despite the finish i thought this match was excellent definitely lived up to my expectations i had going in i didn't actually go back to see how i rated it but i think i enjoyed this more than their last singles match before uh shun went on excursion uh just great athleticism from shun and super physical match all around the problem is when you get to the finish where the physicality kind of hurt it. <laughs> um, being spoiled and knowing what happened made it very difficult to watch. And I imagine watching live wasn't that much better. Just Ben gets knocked out cold from an elbow. Then Shun hits two more moves and a moonsault. The ref stopped the count before three despite Ben K not kicking out because he's fucking knocked out. He can't kick out. But then Shun like picks up his head kind of. Like picks up Ben K's head and then just kind of like let it fall onto the mat i didn't yeah, he didn't slam it he didn't he slam it but let it fall. I, did, I, I did not like that really that made me a little nervous but uh then uh shun hits a second moonsault for the win and like i said there's been a lot of talk on this especially on who is to blame for this most seem to be putting the blame on the ref and uh, that's kind of the camp i'm in it's pretty obvious obvious ben is out cold when he doesn't kick out for the first moonsault if shun was going to win anyway just Count to three and end it there. Yeah. At the very least, you shouldn't have let Shun hit a second moon on Ben when the guy was clearly didn't kick out of the first one. Like, so either count the three or end the match. It's kind of the ref's job to look out for the safety of the performers here, and that guy did not do it this time. And someone even pointed out to me, and I think it was Ben's. What I, think it was, I can't remember if it was the first defense, but it was one of his defenses against KZ when he first had the belt, and the ref kind of stopped or stopped the match kind of when KZ looked kind of like out of it. So I'm like, you think he would do the same thing here? I don't know. Like, it all happens so quickly. It's, like, it's hard to really do it, but it's kind of his job to make sure uh, the performers stay safe. I was going to say, um, before we got to all that, I, I liked the match, too. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's just unfortunate when they got to, uh, yeah, the whole Ben K incident. It just kind of, it was really hard to watch. I hate having to see shit like that. It's just, uh and it's like, I don't want to put the blame on anyone because it's like, like you said, it happened so fast. But at some point, you had to realize that he was knocked the fuck out cold. If he wasn't going to kick out, then yeah. why the fuck didn't you just stop it? You could fucking tell. He was just limp. Yeah, when your body's in, limp, you can't, yeah. Like, <laughs> like he was just laying there. Like, he was completely like, just like, not just even doing still, anything. You would have thought and he like, was a fucking dummy or yeah. something. Yeah, and you can kind of tell he's not bracing himself for the moves like they usually do when they're hitting this kind of shit. He literally just had it like laid out. And it's like when you when he doesn't kick out for the three and you stop the count anyway, one it just makes you look an, like an idiot for one. But also it's like you can tell if he didn't kick out, there's probably something wrong why he didn't kick out. Mm. So I don't know. Like I don't think we should like call him for the ref's job or anything kind of no. bullshit like that. But like that he should not have let Shun hit that second um, moonsault either count three or in the match after the fake kick out or whatever. But I don't know. Either way, like, that's going to be the talk from this match. and probably Unfortunately. More... At least it's not, like, the talk of the entire show since we had that like, fucking great semifinal no DQ mm. match. But this is really, like, pretty much the main stories coming out of the show are how great that semi-main uh, disbands match was and then whatever happened with this finish with Shun and Ben. So it's unfortunate, but I still think this is, like, one of the best shows this year that I've seen, at least. Uh, but I think that is... It for us this week. Uh, matches of the week. It's all Dragon Gate since that's all we watched. Well, I mean, I guess I could pick something else, but I don't think anything else really up lived up to Dragon Gate this year. Early this week, I should say, for what I watched. <laughs> obviously, the uh, no disbands match or the disbands yeah, match was my number one. one. Uh, I'd probably go with Ben K and Shun, even though it then, minus the ending. Minus the ending, yeah, but I still know. thought it was a really great match up until that point. So that'd probably be my number two. Mm. I don't know for. <laughs> I might go BB Kai and BB like the tag title yeah. match. Uh, it's hard. I don't think this is the best match or the third best match this week, but I'm gonna pick um, La Australia and Susumu. Oh yeah. Just to if if you, just to see that match, you should go out of your way to check that out just to see his debut because I thought it was a really great debut for him. But that's it. Uh, next week, as I mentioned earlier. There will be a bonus episode next year, or not, yeah, next year. Yep. <laughs> uh, next week with our year-end awards, just talking about our favorite matches of the year, shows of the year, wrestlers of the year, all that fun stuff. We will be back with a full episode on January 5th. 
going to try to cover as much of that wrestling as possible with so many shows taking place, but there's a lot, so we'll see what we get to. But at minimum, we will be discussing both nights of Wrestle Kingdom and the two Old Japan Cork and Hall shows. Likely some DT talk as well, if we can get to that. And then mm-hmm. Noah, if it airs, we'll see, I guess. So uh, check out those shows and come back in two weeks to hear our thoughts about them. And come back next week to hear our year-end awards, if you feel like it. I would appreciate it. <laughs> um, if you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. You can follow Caitlin at Ticking Time Boss. If you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPR underscore. That's it for us this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.